is an award-winning author, complimentary medical practitioner, motivational speaker, well-being and lifestyle coach. Welcome to our show, Mimi Novik. Hello, how are you girls? Very excited to yeah, be speaking to you. <laughs> I'm excited to be speaking to you, actually. I was really looking forward to it and thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, and thank you for agreeing to come and talk to us. So, Mimi, we are really interested to know all about your journey. We've been doing some research and learning a little bit more about you. And the more we did, the more I was just like, oh my gosh, there's just so much. And so we'd really like you to tell us how it all started. Wow, where it all started. <laughs> the work that I'm doing at the moment, which you've read about, I'm sure, is really I suppose it all starts, as with everyone, it starts early on in life. And for me, it started early on in life. It's a case of that I never really felt that I belonged, so to speak, um, with other people. I always felt a little bit different. And I always sort of sought out those souls that were different. You know, the artists, the singers, the poets, you know, a little bit crazy, because that's the sort of people that I felt at home with. Yes. And yes. I knew in my life that that's the path that I had to follow. Whatever happened, I knew it was the path of magical journeys, of spiritual journeys, of things that are, I suppose, hidden to most people. But we could all see it if we just opened the eyes of our heart. So when you say magical things, did you have feelings of anything like angels or anything as well? Well, I always, I was brought up, um, Sharon, with all sort of my grandmother, funnily enough, my grandmother and my great-grandmother were healers. Um, so I was always around that sort of thing. And it was something that was very common to me. I was open to these ideas of sort of other worlds and things like that. And I always believed in that. And I do believe in it to this day. I don't believe that we're the only people here on this planet. I believe there's many dimensions to life. And I think especially now in these days, I think we're being open to that more and more. And I feel that at the moment we are sort of at this great awakening of the soul. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's how you feel, but I yeah. really strongly believe that. Well, I do, we do, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't tend to share it too much on the podcast, not because we don't want to, but we don't want to frighten people off, but we, um, because we wonder how much other people are starting to open up to some of these things, because some of them are, I don't know if you've heard of Bashar and, um, uh, who's another one that, because we listen a lot to Abram Hicks anyway, who is, mm-hmm. who we absolutely love, but then there are other channels and then there are channels that say, uh, that comment that they've come from um, another dimension and mm-hmm. like Bashar and I think there's Chiron as well, but it's not really about what they say they particularly are that matters. It's the message of they're not very different they're saying that um we are we can create and our thoughts are important um how our feelings and things um that 
getting almost the way I understand it is getting out ahead of yourself so that you're not on default setting so that you can create in the moment and that is very powerful and so sometimes we're a bit nervous to say too much about these other dimensional people just because we don't want people to think we've really lost it (laughs) I understand I understand but you know you have to I think yes well you have to Actually, I do think you have to because the world needs it. And there are so many people out there who are looking for a platform to share their experiences and not be laughed at. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, you know, somewhere where they can feel free to express this because we're not just physical beings. You know, we are actually spiritual beings and as you know you know I do my own podcasting you've listened to some of the people probably that I've had on there and their stories on their experiences of all things angelic or spiritual or you know otherworldly is really people sharing this that they need to teach the world and you shouldn't be afraid of it we should actually embrace it Mm. I, I it's where my biggest passion is lies I because I feel it's such truth that's spoken and I mm. listen to it and it empowers me so much and I would love to share it and I because I've got four teenagers I take them to different parties and things and sometimes <laughs> I well I, I just love sharing it and I'll be listening to something like this and I'll start telling them something about what I'm listening to and the thing is they love it they, and yeah. my kids, my kids are looking at me as if to say, mom, please don't. <laughs> but, I, <Aww. laughs> no, but I think it's, I think they love it because it's not something that they have had themselves. But like you say, mm. so many people look for that sort of acceptance or where they can, it, it makes sense. Probably they don't realize why, but it makes sense because they can express how they feel. You know, like when you spoke to people before, they just, they're like, wow, like I actually love talking about it because they're allowed to express how they feel and it yeah I just think mm. everyone's like you say looking for it but they just don't know how to come about I think it gives them hope yeah yeah that it isn't and it's the reality though isn't it because if you think about it it and I spoke about this actually a lot uh in my work and things but also to friends and I always say you can't be something that you're not and when we suffer is always when we're not being really who we truly are. And then people say, well, yes, but who am I? I don't know. Who am I? Well, how can you not know who you are? Mm. It's when we begin to suffer with mental illness or depression or low self-esteem, whatever it may be, it's pure, purely our soul that's saying to us, you're not being who you really are. And that's why you're suffering. So the more people that you, for example, in your podcast will be able to express that, you will find a whole tribe of people out there who really want to talk, who have incredible life experiences that are so mystical and so magical. But that is life. Before all this happened, before life happened, you know, in the material world, we are so much more. Yeah, it's so nice to speak to somebody who is so um, comfortable with it because I suppose we haven't put ourselves out there yet, have we? No. But because we know that it's there and 
and I just know it's, it's what, true. It's what we believe and look at. Like the, the podcast is a surface of what we talk about. So maybe mm. now we're going to have more confidence yeah. to go forward and speak about it because, like you say, it's just so needed. Yeah. But it's who you two are. I mean, my sense is, I don't know, but my sense is that there's much more to you both. Yeah. And I understand that you want to put a message out there, which is amazing. You know, the work that you do and what you're doing. But I do think a point will come now where people want to come on and want to talk about their stories. I mean, I have a friend and people know that I have the most bizarre friends, Mm -hmm. you know, and know the most bizarre people. But to me, they're normal, you see. So I have a friend and she talks to fairies and they say, oh, maybe it's one of your people. And I say, yes, don't you know? This is what's amazing about life is that these people are actually having these experiences and are too afraid to speak. But the time has come where we have to speak. We must speak. Yeah. It's interesting because I've thought to myself, the way I got my help was through psychic abilities and um, uh, medical intuitives and things and they were the people that really helped me to just know because this lady had met me and didn't know anything about me didn't know what my problem was and I traveled quite a distance to see her and as soon as I walked into the room she read me read my body read my basically my mind body and soul and I knew it was like going to the doctors without having to say anything. And that was great because I've had experiences where I've gone to the doctors and trying to get over what I feel and they don't really get it. Whereas I didn't have to say a word and I was totally understood. And then she helped me understand me better. And I thought, how can we really help people when I haven't gone down and my awakening was through that type of help. So it's really interesting that you say that because it's like as if maybe that's the that's part of the reason was because that's I'm meant to talk about it because that's how I was helped. Well, how do you know that you are not meant to help as in give your ability of this other dimension Mm. and this psychic ability and people think oh you know psychics and all of this but in reality we all have that ability all of us have a sixth sense you know you can call it your gut feeling or whatever but we all know you know intuitively we know what the right road is and sometimes we fear the right road because we have people around us that don't believe in that but there comes a time in life when you have to say you know what look at all that's happening out there now unless you take the path of the spiritual we're going to be lost as mankind Mm, yeah so your work then would you say I know it's inspired by our own souls anyway, but do you think, because mm. looking into your work, I, when we were talking about it last night, the words are in your books and the um, quotes are just so amazing and magical. And like for one of the ones was that we absolutely both really loved was when you think it's the end of the road is when you learn to fly. And me and Olivia were like, oh my God. And then 
you said that you came up with some of these quotes when you were young, quite a young yes. person. And I said to Olivia, you know, how, wonder what made me, Mimi have that inspiration at that such a young age to know, have such knowingness. You know, Sharon, I think everybody's born with that ability. And I think life circumstances also have an effect on us. And I was, I don't know, maybe you read about this. I mean, it's not so well known, but when I was seven, I had pneumonia and I was very, very sick. And it was my great grandmother who actually healed me from that. None of the doctors managed to do it. Um, no sort of conventional medicine. It was my great grandmother who they gave me to her and she lived on a farm and she said, I will look after her. And that's when she began the healing methods. And I was only seven and I was a bit sort of, this is all a bit strange, but um, it was actually miraculous because she used herbs and I had pneumonia and I had a shadow on my lung and I was very, very ill and close to death. And it was really at that point, I suppose, that I realized everything that I thought, and I was only seven, is that there's so much more that we don't understand. And I made it my life's sort of journey, even to this day, that I wanted to find out more. There was something more that was out there that was calling me. And it was the only thing, you know, when you feel comfortable with something, even though it's crazy to other people, I thought, well, this all makes sense. You know, all of these things such as, you know, listening to the birds and making songs up and making words. And even though I was young and I didn't really understand what I was saying a lot of the time, um, it's what got me through it. It was this deep sense of loneliness, I think, um, being alone, being so unwell. I had to be in darkness, you know, for 40 days because I wasn't allowed to move. I was so ill. And I think when you're sort of plunged into that at a very early age, you begin to see the world with very different eyes. Yeah. I know that you, one of the things you say is that um, to spend time alone in solitude and contemplation, we can be transported to a state of being where we can find the answers to life's questions and translate them into words. And I thought that was really empowering because I think a lot of people, we talk a lot to Olivia's friends and say, what excites you? What, because I'll say, I don't know what to do in my life. And we say, well, what excites you? But really they don't know. They don't, they're not in touch with themselves. They, they really haven't. And we, when we were talking to Emily Gearing before, we were talking about young mm. children. School. It's all about learn maths, learn to read. And what Emily's doing is helping um, children get in touch with how they feel. And I think, mm. gosh, yes, it's so, that's part of the problem that people haven't been um, encouraged to think, how do I really feel? What excites me? So when you said that, when I read that about when you're, you know, time alone and time to contemplate, you get to have time to get to know who you really are. It's true. And I think what it is, is that people are scared to be alone. You know, they fill their time with things nowadays, you know, with technology. It's got to be social media or technology or people or people or people or, you know, and there's no time to listen 
to the voice of your own heart because there's so much noise out there and you need to quiet, you know, quiet the mind and, you know, let the noise drift away because you can't think and you definitely can't feel when you're constantly distracted. Yeah. Yeah. So for someone like my age who hasn't really found their purpose yet, because I've spoken to a lot of my friends and they, like mum said, are just, mm-hmm. they don't know their interests. How can they go about and find that? Obviously, like you say, sitting quiet and things, but other ways as well, because I think just people are just lo- looking for answers and they just don't know where to, what to do. How old are you, Olivia? 21. 21. Okay. What I would say is that do what you love and find what you love. Because so many people out there, if you say to them, you know, what do you love doing? I don't know. Yeah. Or what do you mean you don't know? Well, I don't know. Well, so then what I say to them is, because, you, know, you know, I do a lot of work with the Prince's Trust. So I say, well, if you don't know what you want, what don't you want? Yeah. And yeah. sometimes, you know, it's like when you're, buying let's say a car or you can say or I don't know a bike or whatever you're buying and if you definitely don't like green then that's eliminated that if you don't like yellow it's eliminated that Mm -hmm. so if you can't find what you do love eliminate what you don't want because that's really important is to have that choice and to have that conscious choice of knowing Actually, I don't want that in my life. I don't want to be, I don't know, a dentist, a magician. Mm. Find out what you don't want and have the courage to say. Because that's where the journey begins. You've got to know what you don't want. And then the next journey begins, which is what makes you feel good? Does it make you feel good to run? Does it make you feel good to make cakes? What makes you feel at peace? And usually, when we have the answer to that, we've pretty much began the road to ourselves because we need to know what brings us peace. Yeah. There's no point in doing something because you think everybody else is going to think that's really good. And, you know, because you'll live a life of complete chaos. Mm. So if you really want to be an opera singer, then you need to do that. If that gives you peace in your heart. So I think the first step is to find what you don't want. And the second step is to find what brings you peace. Yeah, that's really helpful. Yeah, because I always think as well, I see a lot of people chasing money and obviously that I can understand why. But I I just believe Mm. that whenever you do something you love, you'll put all the time and effort you want because you love it so much. So money will come. It'll find its way because you just love it so much. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing, actually, that I found in my life um, is surround, and people use this a lot, but it's really true, surround yourself with people who make you feel good. Yeah. Don't be with people who put you down or who you have to change to be in their company. Be who you are and be with the people that make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, that's really important. It's really interesting. I I like what you're saying about that because um, when you start off with what you don't like, it's funny, isn't it? Because life actually does that to you naturally. There's Mm. lots 
of different contrasts in life and things and it goes very much with with your saying about um there's another quote that we saw about the darkest night is often the bridge to the brightest tomorrow. And I liked, we like that as well because it's very much linked to that, that when you know, when you see what you don't want or think about what you don't want, it does brighten up the things that you do like. And then you start to get in contact with who you are. Yes, it's true. And also the the thing that we all need to realize is that all of us have darkness and light in our life and the darkness usually is something that we don't share with anyone but we have to face it unless we face it we will spend a lifetime running from it whether that be addictions whether that be mental health we have to face the darkness and realize that actually there is nothing so dark because we actually are a phenomenal light. We, as people, can go into a room and change the atmosphere of that room. We can go to a gathering. I mean, okay, maybe not so now, but you, you know, there's all sorts of technology you can do now and Zoom meetings and all. But wherever you go in the world or in life, you bring your light to that place. And that's what's important, I think, to realize is that Every single person on this planet, every single being on this planet has their own purpose. That's another thing I've thought about in the past is that we are more light than we, like you said, more light than dark. And I think we forget that all the time because so many people are highlighting, oh, life's hard. And even Olivia talking about acting, we have it in our own family. There's not a lot of belief where, because she's chosen something that they all consider that it's going to be a difficult path, they'll say, oh, that's difficult. Or you'll read young people on Twitter saying life's hard, or even actually not just young people, all different ages going on about Mm. how things are so hard. And what you've just said there is that we are, there is so much more good in the world than there is difficult, bad things. And we forget that so easily that we've got so much more light to work with than dark. Absolutely. And, and, One thing that I'm always reminded of is someone that said to me on my travels is that before we were born, we were in the womb and that was darkness. We were in darkness and we needed to be in the darkness so that we could come to the light. So we shouldn't fear our own darkness. No. The, The darkness is only, you know our fears, our doubts. And sometimes, you know, life experiences can scar us in ways, you know, that we would never believe. Yeah. But we have to move beyond that. And every day ask ourselves, I always ask myself this, I say to myself, are you at peace? Mm. Are you at peace with doing this? And if the answer is no, I won't do it. No. I just won't do it because the price is too high. Yes. Yeah. Mm. It's far too high. And, you know, I know, Olivia, you want to be an actress. Mm -hmm. And that's what you should follow. Because if they force you to be, I don't know, a hairdresser or a lawyer. Yeah. Or, you know, work in a museum, you'll be forever unhappy. Mm. So 
you have to follow it. And then whatever happens, happens. Because you can then say, well, actually, you know what? I made that choice. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I think, also, I think the unhappiness of many of us, you know, we've all experienced it, is that we feel that we don't have this power in our hands. And yet we have this phenomenal power in our hands. Mm. What we talk about on chapters is law of attraction, um, mm-hmm. about raising your, trying to think differently because thoughts and feelings are living things and they con- you know, help to create your life by raising your vibration and things like that. But what we have come to realize as well is you do have to be careful with that and that it can set people up to really be hard on themselves and think, well, I've created my own reality and these things have happened. And so we feel a lot of people are talking about manifestation and law of attraction. And although we really love that, we're sort of mindful that we don't want to set people up to be too hard on themselves as well. Do you find that with your work at all? The law of attraction. I mean, there's a lot to be said about that. Um, I know it's sort of a very popular sort of theme for a lot of things. And I'm by no means an expert on that, but I have a friend of mine and she said to me, Mimi, have you heard of the law of attraction? I said, yes, I have. And she said, right, what I'm going to do is I, I I knew what she was going to say, but I let her say, she said, I am now going to attract this man that I'm really into and he's going to come and he's going to love me. So I said to her, you can't do that. And she said, why not? I said, because you can't make people love you. And she said, yeah, but that's the law of attraction. I said, no, actually, it's not the law of attraction. Um, Would you want to be forced to be loved by somebody um, that you didn't love? And she said, well, no, of course I don't want that. I said, well, why would you force somebody else? She said, well, I never thought of it like that. And I think we have to be careful because, yes, I believe in the law of attraction. I believe that what you think is what you become, but you are already manifesting that. We are already enough. Mm -hmm. And this is where the power is, is actually believing in ourselves that we have this immense energy to attract to us whatever is needed at that time. But there's also something greater than that, and that is the divine law, which I believe, which is something that we are all in each other's lives and things that happen to us always happen for a reason. It's not accidental. There's no coincidences in this life, I believe. So I don't know really whether that answers your question, but I think people can get very hung up on this law of attraction and think, all I have to do is think positive thoughts or I have to make a board and everything's going to come into my life. And, you know, hey, if that works for you to keep you sane, then do it. But also realize that everything comes from within. And unless we change And that doesn't mean to change, to become something different. It means to change, to become who we really are. Nothing really is going to happen differently in our lives. Yeah, it's the growth, isn't it? Being able Mm. to, uh, wanting to grow. I think someone said a comment the other day that I heard that said, be 
and make sure you enjoy your six-year-old because next year when they're seven, they're very different and you're never going to have that six-year-old back. And then they said, yeah. I looked at myself as an adult and thought, well, next year I'm something like 47, say, and I want to be different. Why, why is it that when we're adults, we don't have that same change? And they were saying that, you know, we sort of stop growing, we leave school and it's sort of, um, it's not all of us, but we forget to keep growing and feeding our soul. And um, I realized that um, that was quite important for us that to realize that 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 will help you with your life as well to know that why would you, why would you not want to keep evolving and, and become more confident in different things or, and learn about the way that you change. Because like you said about the six year old turning into a seven year old, I feel like when you get to a certain point, people just start becoming the same person, but, but that shouldn't like everyone grows like within a year, so much can change in your life and you grow into a different person and you probably like different things or, have certain ways so it's important to learn that about yourself and develop I don't know whether I mean I believe that we are constantly changing in every second Mm -hmm. if if we look deeper into this we are constantly you know the the flow of life is in constant change so we're constantly evolving the only difference is that we're not aware so whereas children are aware more so I think um, as adults, as you say, we forget, but that doesn't mean it's not happening. It's actually that we've forgotten and are not aware that yeah. we are actually very different to where we were maybe even three months ago. So it's an awareness, I think. It's yeah. this awakening of yes. ourselves. This is, this is the point, I think. Yeah, and I think the difference is, is that some people are drawn to growth they want to do they want to look into it in a deeper way whereas there are no shoulds or shouldn'ts it's that those people are still evolving like you say but some people are more wanting to look into it in a deeper way isn't it it depends on you as a person mm. what your what your what interests you and i suppose for me and olivia we're just those type of people where we just love learning more and more about what that because we believe that there's more to life than what we previously thought whereas somebody else is busy doing something else so it isn't it's not a should it's about what's right for you and yeah that we are all evolving anyway well we are i mean the earth is turning the planets are turning whether we realize it or not but the point I think is that's important is that we need to realize or, you know, and everyone realizes at their own time, but surely if you and Olivia and I and other people out there have this awareness, it's our duty to tell other people. And also, you know, you're not forcing anyone. You're just saying to them, for example, did you know it's a really sunny day today? And sometimes it's something so simple, you know, that just shifts their awareness for that moment. And that moment is enough to maybe make their day. And they can then, you know, and that's what I try to do with my work is really just remind people of something that they already know. Yeah, we're going along life, aren't we? So fast and we just miss so much. And I was definitely, when I was at my worst with my back, I was, that was who I was. The healer said to me, she said, you're the sort of person who goes through a village of beautiful flowers and you wouldn't even see them. And your friend would be like, 
did you see those flowers then? And you would be, I can imagine you, she said, you would be like, what flowers? Because I am very much, because I'm a creative person, I'm very much in my yeah. self anyway, but it was making me so ill. And it was, it was because probably, I don't know whether my soul was, that was part of my journey was to awake, be awakened. And my ill health was all about that. Um, but now I find I'm so different. I, I, I'm always, I feel I'm evolving all the time, but I took the walk, dogs for a walk the other day and there was this, uh, off the um, damsons, there was this like jelly stuff that looked like ice. And I remember looking at it in the full, on a hot summer's day, thinking that looks like icicles coming off a tree. And it was so beautiful and I touched it and it was just like the jelly. And I was thinking, you wouldn't have noticed that. 10 years ago, mm. you wouldn't have mm. even seen it. And I'm just so grateful now to have just been slowed down a bit. So, you know, even though it was an awful time and I went through a year of not really being able to look after the children at all very well and, and having to get a lot of help to get through that time. And I just felt like I was imprisoned in my own body. Now I look back at that and think, what a gift it's now given me all that gift of being able to see the beauty of life. And sometimes we've had some tragedies happen over, the, not tragedies so much, but more materialistic. We've struggled financially. And I, I don't mind. I'm fine with it because I think, no, this is a journey that you were supposed to go on. And I can literally stand on a hill now with the dogs in the morning and think I can thank, thank my life from for everything I've got in my life because where we live where we're renting is absolutely beautiful I've got these four wonderful children and my husband is absolutely amazing and I just think how lucky you are and materialism could have crashed made me crash and emotionally and if I hadn't have had the help I've had being such a driven person I don't know where it would have left me really mm. and I just think wow look what life has done for me and I it happened on its own and it's just it's just incredible isn't it what journeys can what your personal journeys can do for you yeah that's why people are so amazing aren't they yeah yeah and like you said contrast as well has just brought you to it in its own way you've not needed to force it so no she's mad it works in mysterious ways so Mimi if you have people that come to you that don't really know how do you get them to go deep when looking for their meaning? Like when they're, when they're looking for their purpose, what sort of things will you... You mean how um, would I help them? Yeah, so when they come to you, what sort, of things, mm-hmm. what sort of things would you do with them? Well, I do lots of different things um, with people. And really it goes by intuition. I follow my intuition a lot. And there's no one set way. So I do, I mean, I do the complementary medicine. I also do um, talking therapies. You know, as you know, I do the retreats and I run workshops and then I do the guided meditations and things like that. Every single person that I meet is absolutely unique. Yeah. And I, there is no, you know, I don't follow sort of a program I look at the person, you know, and meet the person and I find out a little bit about them because I always say this is I'm not interested in what you do. I don't know. I don't care how much money you've got. I, I'm not interested in status. I want to know who you are mm. and what is your heart saying to me? Because clearly you're here because you want to be helped. But in helping these people, they are helping me. Mm. It is absolutely an equal sort of uh, transition. 
because everything that I do, they do for me also. And I never forget that. You know, I really try to honor other people's souls because that is what I would want them to do, you know, with me. And it's not an easy work, I have to say. It's not easy. But then anything worthwhile is not easy. But it's definitely worthwhile. And there are many different techniques that I use. And as I said, it depends also at what part of the journey that person is on. You know, where are they in their life? Mm. There's no point in trying to force someone to change a career or to change a life path unless they have, in fact, met with themselves. So the first thing I would do really is help them as much as I can in accepting themselves and can that be quite tricky Mimi because what they say don't they words don't teach um so it's it's quite it's you can say something to somebody but until they're ready they might not be at that place to learn that specific thing so that can be quite tricky but you've got lots of different techniques you use that can help them maybe come to that awakening of of becoming at peace with themselves Yes. And also, you know what it is, Sharon, I don't um, force anybody. This is one of the most important things is to give people the freedom to feel themselves, to be themselves. And you can't dictate. I'm not one of those, you know, there's different therapists of all sorts of different viewpoints and backgrounds, but I'm not one of the people that will force you. and say that you have to do this you have to do this the first thing that I establish actually is when I talk to somebody is I'll say to them do you want to change your life they say yes definitely 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 okay and I give them a simple task so for example I had a client a few years ago and he was recommended actually Um, from somebody that I knew and I wasn't really taking on any new people but I said okay let's do this and he said I want to be a life coach I want to leave my career in banking and I want to be a life coach and I'm going to be the best life coach you know better than Tony Robbins and this and this and this and this and this was the whole spiel and I said to him okay so what I want you to do is for the next three weeks I want you to keep a diary and he said, what? And I said, I want you to keep a diary. He said, I'm not keeping a diary. I said, you don't want to keep a diary? And he said, no. I said, so then clearly you're not willing to change your life. Yes, I am. Okay, I'll do the diary. As he did the diary, there were instructions, for example, of how he felt that day, what irritated him that day, and what he felt he could have achieved and what he did achieve. But he had an issue with anger. And this angered him. And I knew this would anger him. It's just one of the techniques that I use. So I'm not going to say to him, you know, I think you're a really angry person. He needs to see that for himself. So he wrote this diary, he got very cheesed off with me and he'd have to send it to me every week. And um, he said, (laughs) and one of the things, this is hilarious actually, on one of the weeks he said, who am I angry with? What am I angry with? For the whole week, I am angry with Mimi. <laughs> and I thought, okay, doesn't matter. I said to him, look, you've got to be honest. I don't care what you write, just be honest. So I'm angry with Mimi and I don't like her this week. Okay, fair enough. 
And he handed it over, you know, sent it by email. I thought, oh, my goodness. okay. but it it made me laugh. And then he rang me and he said, did you read that? And I said, yes. He said, yes, you're the only person that I was angry with all week. I said, "Okay, that's fine. What do you mean? It's fine. He said, aren't you angry with me? I said, no, not at all. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm really glad that you're getting this out on paper. Anyway, this went on for two weeks. He was really angry with me. And at the end of it, I said, okay, so what are we going to do? Are we going to spend time you being angry with me? Tell me why you're angry with me. And he said, I'm angry with you because you made me realize that I'm an angry person. (laughs) So I said, so do you think we're ready now to begin? He said, yeah, I think so now. But I'm just saying I was angry. I said, are you angry now? No, I'm not angry now. And it was hilarious at the time, you know. Um, It was very serious for him, of course. But he needed to see it. You know, and this is the thing. This is I, I work with really different methods because I, I use a lot of ancient methods as well. So, you know, I do acupuncture, I do cupping, I do all sorts of things as well that, you know, work um, in the healing way. But um, that person has to want to be healed. That person has to want to change their life. And I've had several people who've got to a point and they've said, I don't want to do this. I want you to do what I want to do. Yeah. And at that point, I say, look, that's absolutely fine. I'm not going to push this. When you're ready, you come back to me. And they're very shocked because they think I'm going to try to force them to stay. And I don't. I don't have to force anyone to stay. I don't have to force anyone to do anything because they are their own masters of their own destiny. And this is my work differs slightly to a lot of people's because you have to have freedom. But I'm, I can be very strict, I have to say. For those that want to bring some change in their life, who want to go on the healing journey, because I'm no healer, I'm just a vessel, you know. Um, and this is the most important thing to realize, that we're all just vessels. I can be strict. I can be very genteel. But I am, according to that person, what they need. And I always believe that they're sent to me for a reason as well, to teach me a lot of things. Yeah, it's interesting about that because I've also experienced where I went to see somebody and Mm. I was expressing to them how I had a family member that I felt in my family that, and I was expressing how they are very angry. And I really wanted to get a better relationship with this person in my life and I went, I was going through this process trying to find a way to make it work between us. But one of the things I was saying was they're very angry. And the lady that was helping me at the time, she did a similar thing where she, well, she just said to me after I'd expressed how angry this person was, do you think you're angry? And it was so funny, you know, because it was such a light bulb went on for me, which I never would have found on my own because it was so, I just wanted the help. I really wanted to find ways to be happier and when she said to me do you think you're angry it was like a massive relief because I was like oh my god I am I'm absolutely fuming <laughs> 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 I'm so angry and I'm spending all my energy telling myself that it's all their fault and they're the one that's angry and if they change and then to just know that the power was within me um yes yeah god you know <laughs> and <laughs> and um 
that has been that has been really helpful but people say sometimes when i've shared that i've had help um when when i've said i've had mentors or coaches oh isn't it obvious i know that for myself i wouldn't need help with that it's obvious but i don't feel it is obvious because uh, yeah i'm spending i i don't know what how to put that into words really but i think there's so much time we spend saying my life is difficult because of this or because people are maybe people aren't genuine i've heard people say people you can't trust and they're not genuine when i just think that Oh, is it that we perceive think people to be like that? Maybe they are. Maybe other people might be being a little bit sort of um, judging us in some way. But the reason I'm defensive about it is because of something in me. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. It's something always in us. Yeah. And it and it's not. <laughs> and it's why are we? Why are people scared? I mean, I'm not. I, I'm very aware that in a way I'm making it sound like people should get help and it's not about the should but for those who would like the help it's not a scary thing that they need to say well I should know this and I I should know I shouldn't need help because I should know and isn't it obvious when really starting to understand ourselves and seeing ourselves is quite a it's a hard thing to do on your own I think I don't think I don't think I could have come to the realizations I have on my own. Sometimes you just mm. need someone to look at it from a different point of view because you know you don't notice things. You're kind of blind to those things sometimes. I know I was speaking to someone yesterday, and the way that they worded something to me, I was like, "Oh my god, I I get that now because it's like I didn't see it from that perspective." Yes, and that's it. We're all mirrors for each other. Yeah, and we're not supposed to be on our own. We're supposed to be with people and. This, I think, is an important thing in these times that we mustn't forget that we're so busy trying to be distancing from people. But that's not the point. The point is that we should then try to find a way in our hearts to connect to people on a much deeper level. Mm. And everyone is a reflection you know, of ourselves. So if you meet somebody that's in a certain way, and it's so difficult though, isn't it, to to sometimes to sort of accept this, but you meet someone and they can be rude or getting on your nerves and you think, well, that's really getting on my nerves. What has that triggered in me? And if you go back to actually what it's triggered in you, it's something that's happened to you before. It's actually not even that person. Yeah. 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 We're complex people. Yeah, do you feel that, I think, do you feel that it is true today that people are um, seeking more help now? That it's a bit, it's a bit, there's not so much a stigma about it, is there? And people are probably valuing having coaches now than ever they did before. Well, we can call them coaches, you know, or it, it can be your friend or your family member. It can be a stranger. It can be anyone. But I think... What's important is that we reach out and say, you know what, actually, I feel pretty lousy today. I need help. And not to feel that we are burdening someone or that there's something wrong with us or, you know, take away the shame of it. Because there's a lot of shame um, with people. You know, I feel embarrassed. I shouldn't be doing that. Oh, I don't know about that. I feel a bit shy, you know, Um, but we shouldn't because if we knew that that other person was going to come to us with kindness, I don't think we would be embarrassed, would we? No. No. It's the kindness, isn't it? Sadly, 
there's not much of it. People having compassion for each other and mm. I think this whole situation at the moment, although it's brought a lot of fear, I think that there is a lot of benefits as well, where it's making us um, look out for each other more than we probably would have done. Some people anyway, I think there are going to be more benefits than the, the, the whole change of life. People being able to, their workers allow them to work from home more and be with their families more. So um, as, although the whole COVID thing has brought a lot of fear and uncertainty, I think the benefits of what will come from it are also going to help people a lot in the future as well. Do you see that? If we're brave, if we're brave. Right. It's not going to come just like that. No. It's, I don't think it's a case of, well, we're going to work from home and things are going to be easier because as we know, um, there's a lot of things going on in the background and there's a lot of things that are going on in the world and always have done um, that we don't know about and things that we do know about. But what's important, I always say this to myself, is what matters is what you do. You know, it doesn't matter what anyone else does. It matters what you do. And we have to stand up and speak our truth. You know, whether it's, you know, for example, you know, Sharon and Olivia, your podcast or, you know, we have to be free to say what we want to say because you don't know who that is going to help, whether that be of this world or the other worlds. It's giving people that opening to express themselves in a way like never before. Mm. So how has your work been changing over the more recently? Have you started to find that you're evolving? Like up till now, you know, you've had all the books. You've got about, is it four or five books now that you've got? Oh my goodness. You know, I can't remember. <laughs> Maybe it's five. Yeah. And then, and then you've got all your meditations. I mean, I was looking at Amazon last night and I was, there were loads and they were so beautiful and um it's very inspiring and the words the way you speak on there is very relaxing and the words are so clever which i think you've had that from a very early age haven't you the way that you're able to put these words together that have he a healing element in them and the way that you say oh, thank you thank you that's very nice to hear yeah definitely felt that what's the future for you now are you things evolving for you have you got any projects on that you're doing Yes. Um, well, I travelled a lot before all of this um, sort of lockdown and everything that's changed in the world. I travelled a lot. I did a lot of retreats abroad um, and that has changed obviously now. So that's all been put on hold. But I have several projects. I have new albums that I'm collaborating with people on guided meditation albums um one i've nearly finished which will be coming out soon so there's a lot of guided meditation works i'm doing a lot of voiceover work that i do i'm in the middle of doing um another book at the moment so i'm focusing more on that type of work i've obviously you know i do my clients and everything i do them on the you know i work with them on the phone so it's changed. It has changed in the sense of um, whereas I was a little bit of a dervish and a little bit of a gypsy that travels and, you mm -hmm. know, 
I go to all different places, which I love. You know, I love that sort of gypsy lifestyle. It, it's so appealing. And I always had, you know, visions of it as a child, that it was such a romantic life, you know, living in a, you know, those old fashioned caravans and dancing around the fire with the music and everybody's in love and all of that. I, I still believe that actually. Yeah. Um, you know, I love that sort of um, feeling about life. So I don't know. I never planned for the future. Life has taught me that. I take each day as it comes. Yeah. And I think that's the only way to live truly in the moment. Yes. Yeah. As they say, the power is in the moment as well, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Because the moment is really something that we have and that even that we don't have because it's so fleeting, you know, you can't capture that moment. You can only live in that moment. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And you have your podcast um, as well. Yes, yes, I have my podcast. I met some absolutely amazing people um, that have come on and shared their stories and amazing, you know, from all over the world. Yeah. And the amazing and you, thing... You know how it is. Yeah. And the amazing thing with podcasts is, is that you wouldn't normally get to speak and get to know each other so much in normal mm. everyday life. So you really do get in touch with people more don't you by having these interviews, yeah. which is so lovely and I find it's given us an excuse to d dive into this work even more I don't think we would have ever because I found it made me more consistently learning because I have a need to share it with everyone I'm mm. a lot more I I do it because I want to help other people not just for myself so it makes me more accountable I guess so I love it for that as well I think it's just so good to be able to give it you know like share it I think it's amazing. I think the opportunity to, as you say, to talk to so many different people with so many different stories. Um, I mean, I don't know about yourselves, but I've had so much feedback and they've said, yes, I actually felt exactly like that person, you know, and I realized that I'm not really that mad because they are saying exactly what I'm thinking. You know, so even if it's that, you know, even if you change one person, you know, to help them along the road of life. I think you've pretty much done your job, you know? Yeah. I've always loved helping other people whenever they've, this is what sort of made me realize that I wanted to do this type of thing was whenever a friend of mine has had a problem, I've always been really, that's been my thing really. I've always loved helping other people more than myself. I'd throw myself into that so much, but then sometimes I realized I was giving so much energy away to people that didn't always want that much. <laughs> They weren't asking for it. Yes. <laughs> so I had to learn. actually hang on here. You know, some of my family were like, when I first found out that there was so, that basically I suddenly believed, um, we, you know, when we die, we don't really die. And that was so exciting to me because I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. There's this magic out there and I'm not going to ever really die now. And I just mm. wanted to like go around and feel <laughs> my family and tell them all. And in fact, I just alienated everybody. They were like, whoa, you know, we don't want to hear this stuff because we can't, can't, you know, get in contact with that. And we can't quite feel that we're not, that's not where we're at. And, um, I was thinking, oh my gosh, you know, and then I had to realize, hang on, save your energy for the right type of, you know, output rather than just spreading it everywhere. <laughs> so. Well, yes, because, you know, I understand that totally. I, I, I get that completely. And I think it would be nice if, um, 
you know, what would be lovely is if you had some guests on that spoke about these sort of mystical maybe experiences that they've had in life, because at least people then wouldn't feel alone, you know, or feel that there is something wrong with them. But in fact, you know, it would be a community of people that um, could share their stories. Yeah, I think that would be really good for us. Um, and has made me think, diff, you know, think that, yes, definitely speaking to you, it's probably made both of us, I think, Olivia, think we just need to be a little bit more brave. Yeah, and, and just go with it. <laughs> well, what, if you're not brave, then what's the point? You've got to be brave. You've got to be brave. You've got to have these experiences. You have to. It's living. It's called life. Yeah. And unless you're brave, you don't ever really live. No, that's, that's it. Well, thank you ever so much, Mimi. We've really enjoyed speaking with you today. And oh, thank you. Thank you to both of you for inviting me. Where can people find you? What's your podcast called for people to go and listen to it and your website and your books and tell people where they can find you? Okay, so the podcast is called Secrets for an Inspirational Life. And they can find me on um, my website, which is www.minnynovic.co.uk. Or they can, you know, tap in Minnynovic in Apple or Spotify or on the internet and they can find out all about my work where to get my books and all sorts of things great yeah lovely well we hope all the listeners have enjoyed this conversation as much as we have we've yeah. learned so much mimi and oh me too from both of you actually and we hope to get you on the show maybe in the future and we can have another chat about things of course all for both of us mm -hmm. um, yeah of course so everyone just carry on creating the most amazing chapters of your life because we know it's totally possible and yeah. we look forward to speaking to you again next week.